everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Really Personal Podcast. I'm your host, Marian Addis, and things are about to get real, y'all. Happy 2023! This is our first episode of 2023. I don't know if you listened to the previous episode. I suggest that you should. I made a declaration that I will pump out four episodes in the month of January 2023, and this is the first one. All right, one down, three more to go. Super excited about this episode. We had a really nice New Year's. Mine was pretty low key since my father and my brother and many of my friends were out of town. Hinch Honey and I decided to have a quiet night in. I made one of my favorite pasta dishes. You'll notice on my blog, I have a ton of pasta recipes. Definitely check those out. We had a pasta dish and then I made cinnamon rolls. Those are also on the blog. And we watched It's a Wonderful Life, which I've seen several years ago, but I didn't really remember the details. And so when we watched it, on New Year's Eve, it was as if I was watching it for the very first time. And that was really nice. And then we ended the evening with cigars and whiskey. Now I'm going to be honest, it was very hard to stay up. And so we decided that we're going to celebrate the New York when the ball drops New Year's, not the Houston Central Time one. (laughs) I guess we're getting old. It was so hard to stay up. Before the New Year began, we sat outside. It was nice weather. It wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. And we had cigars that I brought back from Colombia. And I had mine along with Irish whiskey. And during that time, we were listening to the neighbors. I think they had like a jazz band. It was really cool to listen to that from a distance. And we can hear the firework shows and around the neighborhood. And we sat, we talked about our relationship. We also talked about what are some personal goals that we have? What are some things that we're looking forward to in the new year? What things we're scared of? Nothing was left off the table. And I'm sure that had a lot to do with feeling very loose and buzzed from the cigars. And I'm not going to lie, that also was the inspiration of today's episode. I cannot help the way creativity comes. This is where it stemmed from, getting buzzed off of Colombian cigars and Irish whiskey. So here we go. We're going to begin this episode, you versus you. If you don't prioritize yourself, who will? There's this quote that I really like to read to myself out loud. And it says, you can wake up early, drink your water, take your vitamins, go to the gym, eat healthy. But until you figure out what's in your head and heart, you're not healthy. I don't know if you see on social media as you're scrolling the slogan, new year, new me. And I don't like that. I fundamentally disagree with that statement because there are valuable lessons from past experiences that impact and frame your life. I don't think that just at a stroke of midnight, I believe that you have a clean slate and you start over again. I mean, you've worked hard. Why start from the beginning? You can start from where you're at and build from there. Even saying that out loud is an example of a healthy mindset. I'm approaching it with positivity, truth versus deniability or not taking ownership. And so it starts with a healthy mindset. The number one competition is always going to be yourself. You versus you. You need to be the one to get up early in the morning. You need to be disciplined. You need to put in the necessary, consistent hard work. You need to do this. You need to do that in order to gain success. No coach, no trainer, or no mentor can do it. Only you versus you. And it's on you. 
Only you are in charge of your happiness. That's ownership right there. And I know that you're capable of breaking any patterns, getting control of your health, launching a business or succeeding in one that you currently have, healing from past traumas, finding true love, doing absolutely anything that you put your mind to as long as you're willing to do the work for it. That's the mindset. Because it's you versus you, and you have to speak to yourself in a way that motivates you versus putting you down. There's simple ways to speak to yourself. And there's a tag, and I learned this from therapy. I would make a statement saying, I can't get certain things done during the week, you know, go on and on. And she said, by adding this one word can make a huge difference. And that word is yet. It's one word, just yet, Y-E-T. So going back to that example that I just gave, I can't get this work done during the week yet. I can't manage all my affairs yet. Adding yet to the end of any limiting or negative thought changes your outlook and it opens you up for future possibilities. Our choice of words is how we talk to ourselves and how we view ourselves and what we're also capable of. If you notice yourself sharing limiting statements, adding the yet to the end will remind yourself that you are capable of learning and improving. And this idea of self-talk matters. If you're on that mindset of, no, like it's the new year, I need to make these huge changes Okay, that's great. But let's also talk about how you're going to get there. But more importantly, how are you going to talk to yourself during it? Yes, it's totally important to set goals, to approach the new year and say, hey, I want to begin a new healthy journey, whether that's through food, work, relationship. Before you get to those goals, you also need to reframe your inner monologue. It's so easy to start the new year saying, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to journal. I'm going to take care of myself spiritually, mentally, and physically. But let's be real. When you're in the thick of it, in the midst of it, our inner monologue has a tremendous impact. And it's you versus you because you are your biggest critic, your biggest competitor. Let's say on a random day in January or February, you don't work out. And maybe the next day you don't work out. And five days have passed and you feel like you failed at your goal. You did not achieve your goal. Oh, this sucks. That right there, that inner monologue is preventing you from achieving your goals. You are in the way. Not that you got busy at work or not because of someone else. It's you got in the way. I think it's very important to begin with that. Like that quote said, start with your head and your heart. And that includes the way you talk to yourself. And there are things that you should avoid, like never and always. This can subconsciously block you by not giving yourself room to change. So for example, uh, a work situation. Let's say your tag is people always ignore me. Reframe it to there are some people at work who don't seem to listen when I'm speaking. And how can I show them or let them know to pay more attention? See, we changed the word always. We took that out. Another one could be the intensity of the language. It's how you talk to yourself. This is absolute the worst. Change that to this is challenging, but I'm learning. Change the why to what. Why is this happening to me? Reframe that to what is this trying to teach me? The what ifs. We talked a lot about the what ifs in episode 12. Instead of what if I fail, change it to what if I learn and grow? Instead of saying, what if I'm not good enough? Change that to what if doing my best is enough? Or if you tell yourself, what if I don't achieve my goals? 
my goals of working out, getting my health back on track, taking care of myself. Change that to what if I learned something on this journey? These techniques can have a powerful impact on your ability to self-regulate. That's why I firmly believe that self-talk has a huge impact. It matters in the way that you coach yourself through these new habits that you want to develop. Another way of saying it is be kind to yourself. I love that, actually. I try to remind myself, be kind to yourself. It's, it's okay. But along with that, that can lead to giving yourself an excuse or give you a ticket out of it. Instead, it's you versus you that you have to look at it in a different perspective, in a different way. And that can be by changing why to what, alternating the what ifs, and avoiding phrases like never and always. This morning on my self-care uh, planner, which you can definitely get a copy for yourself. It is awesome because I began this morning and I go back to work tomorrow. So I was just like really coveting today, <laughs> my one day before hitting the classroom. I was writing down what goals that I would like to work on. And I also wrote things that I was grateful for my gratitude. It was nice to organize those into into goals. And I like that the self-planner has like, what are some monthly goals? Uh, Yeah, it's great to say that I want to lose weight. That's very general. I think that the more specific you are, the better. Instead of saying that I want to lose such and such amount of weight, I don't want to be so fixed on the the scale. I want to be more cognitive of how I feel but more cognitive on like just how I feel. Do I feel good? And obviously I rather focus more on, oh, these pants are no longer tight on me. Those to me are big wins versus what the scale says, especially if you weight train. And I began weight training last year. And so I did a lot of research on what's best for me. Of course, I approach weightlifting with, I don't want to be bigger (laughs) than I currently am, which is a myth. It does not make you bigger at all. But I also wanted to be toned. I just didn't want to lose the weight. I wanted the weight to stay off. And with that, I was aware that it would take time. I can't just expect that after a week or even a month of working out, I'm going to miraculously lose all the weight that I desire. So instead, I was able to build a workout plan. And I will definitely share that with you on the show notes that worked for me. I think that it's best to do research that's best for you. And for instance, I focus more on my legs and glutes. So I may do like three days of those. For you, it could be your upper body. Make that more a priority. When I first entered the gym and I go to LA Fitness, it's right by my house. It's great. And I entered the free weights section. I felt, oh my God, everyone's looking at me. This is so awkward. It took over a month for me to kind of get over that, to adjust that. And again, it was me versus me. My thoughts as I approach LA Fitness, oh, everyone's going to stare at me. And that's not the case. No one is staring at me. And if they are, they are impressed. (laughs) After a month of having a good workout schedule, if something came up during the week, when I have a performance with the symphony that really throws off my workout schedule or when I have like special events at my school or if I get sick. I think when you come out of those long week of not working out or you didn't eat very well or not much of, that's when your inner monologue can really come after you. And that's when you have to be very mindful and say to yourself, hey, 
this week. It wasn't the best. And I learned a lot from this week. And I'm going to make some minor adjustment and changes. And we're going to start from there. That's a very good monologue. I'm not putting myself down. I'm still encouraging myself. And I didn't just give up. And you have to constantly coach yourself. Every time I leave the gym and I walk into my car, I say out loud, good job, Marianne. (laughs) I need to audibly hear that. And yes, my health journey will never end. It is progressively going slow, but it is going in a good manner for me. That's best for me and best for the way I live. I'm a teacher. I do lessons. I have performances. I have a lot of stuff that I'm glad that I'm able to do four to five days of working out. And I'll be honest, I look forward to it. And if I'm not able to go for several days due to some kind of conflict, I miss it completely. It has become a habit that I look forward to and I enjoy it. And in fact, I crave it. And so that begins with, you know, maybe in your phone or on your Google calendar that I haven't marked to where Monday is a leg day. I have this and I have this and I, and I look at it every week and I adjust the time that I'm going to work out based on what that week schedule provides. So if it's a crazy performance week, maybe my workouts are going to be more in the morning and not so much after work. You have that freedom. You can make that adjustment. Nothing set in stone. Just be kind to yourself. Just make those little altercations. I really have learned that nighttime routine plays a huge role in setting up success the next day. And that includes one hour before bed, putting the phone away. As tempting as it may be, I want to read up on the news or look up some TikTok videos. I have to force myself and I put a timer on the phone. Okay, that's it. Time to put the device away and I'll light a candle. I get ready for the day. If I'm going to work out the next day, I have my workout gear ready to go. So when I wake up in the morning, I'm not worried or questioning anything. I also have my lunch ready. And I even have like my lunch sack in the fridge ready to, to go. Um, sometimes I'll have breakfast, but for the most part, since it's so early, I tend to just pack that and eat it at school. Whatever works best for you. My day tends to start up pretty early, like at 7.15 a.m. So I have to get up pretty early. And I love that the night before I can get my outfit, my workouts clothes, my lunch ready. I also will like to journal sometimes. Let's say something happened that day that I need to do some self-reflection. I think that's a good time. Maybe do a small facial, take a longer shower or a bath, sit down, do some reading. I think setting yourself up like that and putting the phone away and not looking on your device to where you're going to bed eight or seven and a half hours or eight and a half hours. I don't know what how many hours you sleep or how many hours you need that you're going to bed at that time. You're not just going to bed at 9.30, but you're falling asleep at 11 because you've been scrolling on TikTok. And has there been times when I have deviated from that path? Yes, especially during a break. To set up for success, you need to start the night before. Another adjustment I like to do is wake up a glass of water next to my bed. We create habits and the habit is when the alarm goes off, we snooze it or we, we touch it or something like that. But if you develop the habit of sitting up, drinking the glass of water that's next to you, then you're, you're waking up. And along with that, maybe you can do a little stretch in the bed and then get up, make your bed and do whatever you normally do. 
And I think that going back to the night before, get excited about what you're going to do the next morning. For me, it's coffee, (laughs) coffee and lighting a candle are some of the things that I really look forward to the morning of. So you need to have something that you look forward to, whether it's working out, drinking coffee, taking your pet for a walk or going for a walk on your own and listening to a very good podcast, something that you look forward to. So there's like that little jump, that little motivation when you're getting out of bed instead of just always snoozing and taking more time. And again, if you do snooze, don't beat yourself up. It doesn't mean that you're lazy or you're not motivated. You're tired. And like I said, it starts from the night before. Get an an adequate amount of sleep instead of scrolling through social media late at night or staying up later than what you need because your body does need the rest that it needs. Another idea you can do is I personally put my phone on the other side of the room. So when it does go off, I have to physically get out of bed. My nephew did teach me that I can yell out Siri (laughs) to turn off my alarm. And I did that a few times, but I noticed that because I talked, it woke me up. So whatever you do is is your thing. (laughs) And if you're like me, I'm so cozy in bed that I'm like, oh, I'm so cold when I get out of bed. Have a sweater on the end of the bed or on your nightstand so you can put it on after you drink water. That way, when you turn off the alarm, you don't feel so cold. Open the blinds. Let let the light in. I mean, when I wake up, it's still dark. But if you're waking up and it's light, go ahead and open the blinds and start your day. Again, you can set all these goals. You can drink the water right when you wake up. You can go to the gym five days a week. You can eat healthy. But again, if you do not figure out what's in your head and your heart, then you're not healthy. And those are healthy habits, but I think those contribute to your healthy mind and to your your heart. If you're asking, well, how do I get in touch with my feelings and my and my thoughts? You know, journaling, therapy is one, being honest with yourself and the way you talk to yourself. It's you versus you. And if you notice that you're constantly having a rough monologue with yourself, stop it. And only you can stop it. No mentor, including myself, can do it for you. Only you have the the will to just stop it. Only you are in charge of your happiness. In the show notes, I'm going to list some things that are unhealthy and some things that are healthy. It's pretty lengthy, so I didn't want to go through the whole thing right now, but just give you a couple of snippets of it. What I think is unhealthy is saying, I'm going to exercise to burn X amount of calories. The healthy thing to say is exercising makes me feel good. It really makes me feel physically, mentally, and emotionally better. Another unhealthy thing to say is exercising is to lose weight and to lose weight only. And instead you can say it's incorporating a variety of movement into my day. So these mind shifts are so crucial. And just saying that replacing unhealthy monologues with healthy monologues will contribute to success. Another example would be, I feel guilty when I take a rest day. Instead, the healthy mindset would be appreciate all that your body can do. And so you're taking these monologues, these phrases, you're coaching yourself. You're becoming your own mentor. 
And just like I say, good job, Marianne, at the end of a workout or good job after doing something that I worked really hard at. I will definitely say good job after meeting the goals of doing four episodes. That is me taking charge of my happiness. That is me saying that I am capable of doing these things. It's saying that I'm working on me for me. And it's also saying that I'm giving the world the best version of me instead of what's left of me or what's left of me to give. And so I hope these mindset, these ways of reframing your inner monologue, I hope that it does help your goals for 2023. I would love to hear what your goals are. I'm on Instagram at mary.and.life. Send me a DM. I would love to hear what your goals are or or what are some healthy mindset? How does self-talk matters to you? What are things that you tell yourself when you're going through and trying to achieve the goals that you have set? I also want to know what your goals are. So definitely share those with me. I think it's a good reminder to have these unhealthy and healthy lists for you to look at, journal and reflect on, because I like to have a visually present. I have the life planner and I have the life journal on my desk, but I also have a copy of these healthy and unhealthy monologues that we tend to have. And I like to look at it. So in the times that I do, because we're, we're humans, it's only natural that I will creep into having that negative talk with myself that I can look and reflect and go, no, this is not the best for me because I'm fighting myself. And so instead I take a break and then I recharge by changing and creating a more healthy mindset. The last thing I want to leave you with is make peace with your past. Don't compare yourself to others. Stop overthinking. The answer will come when you least expect it. It's on you and only you are in charge of your happiness and smile. Life is short. Enjoy it while you can. 